Hey, what's up? I hope you're wonderful and I'm so appreciative of you being here to take in this next episode. It's going to be a treat, but I want to share some exciting things that are going on with Vision Speak Consulting. So the first thing is that this is the third week of the month, which means there's a prayer call this Thursday. So ladies, I would love for you to join in our bi-monthly prayer call Thursday, October 19th, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out the show notes and you'll see the conference call number and the access code for you to jump on in this prayer call. We are believing God for great things. And we just want to come together, intercede for one another, intercede for our world and see what God would say. So I'd love for you to join in. I can't wait to hear your voice. The second thing I want to share is that I am having an in-person book signing. Yay! So the date is November 11th. It's on a Saturday. It's actually Veterans Day. So we will be honoring all veterans and even active military members. And so the Book signing is going to be held here in Louisville, Kentucky. So if you're not in Louisville, feel free to come on up, fly in, drive in. It's 11 to 1 on that Saturday, and it's going to be at Dynamic Nutrition, which is a an amazing nutrition bar where there are protein shakes, special teas um, that give you energy, as well as donuts. It's really a great place, and the shakes are amazing and healthy. And so I'm so excited because... Joanna Jackson, and I actually interviewed her on the podcast. She so graciously graciously agreed to help host. And so it's at her shop, Dynamic Nutrition. And the address is 1561 Bargetown Road, Louisville, Kentucky. 1561 Bargetown Road, Louisville, Kentucky. And of course, all that information will be in the show notes. So come on out. If you have not purchased the book, I'll have the Queen Arise book as well as the journal for sale. If you've purchased both items and want me to sign your copy because maybe you ordered on Amazon, I would love to do that. Or if you just want to come and hang out and say hello or just stop by as you're out and about, if you are out and about on that Saturday, I would love to meet you, greet you, love on you. It's going to be a good time. So again, that is Saturday, November 11th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Thank you so much and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Vision Speak Live podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Candice. I'm so glad you decided to tune in. It's not by accident that you are here. It's a divine appointment. And I believe you are going to leave inspired, challenged, and motivated to arise and move forward into your true identity and purpose. Vision Speak Consulting exists to help you discover and cultivate your dreams, strengths, and purpose through education and action with kindness. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. What's up, my Vision Speak Live listeners? We are back with a great episode, and I am so grateful to God to have Mrs. Brittany Pittard. Did I say it right, sis? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I literally asked her, you all, before we hit record, like, how do you say your last name? I want to make sure I get it right. But welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Me too. This is so good. So Brittany and I, which, you know, there's a, there's, um, what I want to say, I don't know if I want to say a theme, 
But I'm so grateful to God for how he has connected me with some amazing, amazing people, amazing children of God, whom I call sisters, who I call brothers, even though I haven't any interviewed any brothers on the podcast. Maybe that'll come. But right now I'm like, you know, I'm feeling my sisters. No shade to the brothers. I love you all. <laughs> right. But he really has connected me to some amazing sisters. And Brittany and I are really just meeting. When I say just, we do attend um, church together. Um, and our our daughters, our sisters, they're, they're friends. Um, but God is just, you know, he's doing a thing. So Brittany and I are open to what it is that he wants to do with our relationship, but we got her on the podcast, y'all. So, <laughs> so Brittany, I love for you to share who is Brittany Pittard. Um, I am first and foremost, I'm a child of God or I'm a woman of God because I've been a child of God, but he's quick in my spirit and I'm a woman of God now. And, um, I am a wife and I am a mother of four. Uh, I'm an author and I'm a business owner of a, a braiding shop with my sisters that I co-own with my sisters. And uh, that's that's pretty much who I am. I mean, that's what I do, but who I am is a woman of God. So. I love that. And I'm. this is not on the paper, but because <laughs> you said this. So I, I, I'm so intrigued because you said, you know, you were a child of God, but your spirit was quickened and you're a woman of God. Could you talk about that? What was that shift like? Because I, I think I said in the intro, you know, child of God. So what, what was that shift like for you or that quickening for you? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I never really, child of God is a great title to have. I'm fine with that really, you know, that's what we are. Um, but I, have had a hard time trying to explain to people what has happened to me in the past two years, three and three years, two and a half, something like that, because people are meeting a different me. They just saw me and now I'm somebody else already. You know what I'm saying? But in order to become this person of who I am right now, I had to become like a child, which is what Jesus said that you need to come like a, you have to be like a child to even come to the, the kingdom. Whereas a lot of people want to be able to understand who God is and understand what that means and what the Bible says and understand all these things. And it gets in the way our intellect and us wanting to know everything and know all the secrets and know all the mysteries. It gets in the way of really the fullness of God. Like we can't even really grasp the fullness of God. Right. But it really gets in the way of who he is and who he's trying to, to reveal to you that he is to you individually and then of him revealing yourself to you right it gets in the way of all that because i'm trying to figure out do i understand this do i think it's true da, da, da. and now i'm wasting all this time right so i became like a child and like let me just not try to understand let me come at it like how a child came at santa and about everything else that that, that it, you know what i'm saying that a child would mm -hmm. and let me just have that type of trust which is what children do. Essentially, you just have great faith as a child because you don't know the possibilities of what if this happens? 
You know what I'm saying? Like I can get in a car as a child and think I don't need to be in a car seat and I don't need a seatbelt and I don't need all these things because my mind, I don't know anything about highways and the dangers and drunk drivers. And I don't know all that. Right. But uh, a parent knows better than me. Right. And knows what I need to do. So I have to submit to what the parent says. And that's what a child is. Right. Now, I'm still a child. I still submit. I still, all of that, none of that has changed really, right? But I came in as a babe, right? I came in thinking I knew stuff, but really I was a babe. I didn't know anything. That's what he revealed to me. So I will say that it quickened that, that, um, that my spirit, like it matured, I guess is the word, into a woman of God. And what is that? It doesn't mean that time, it doesn't mean because I've been a Christian for 15, 20 years. It doesn't mean that uh, because I do any works. It doesn't mean that. It means obedience. Ooh. How quick am I to obey? Right? What the Holy Spirit is telling me, no matter how hard it is, no matter how embarrassing it is, no matter what is going to cost me, do I obey? And to me, that's what a woman of God is. That's what a God-fearing woman is because we say like, oh, you know, Sharon, she's a God-fearing woman. And it's like, Sharon ain't no God-fearing woman. She goes to church every Sunday. You know, she goes to church every Sunday. She's probably the sweetest lady. She probably will give you the shirt off her back, but she probably is not obeying. You know, there's no obedience whatsoever because she knows that there's things she's going to have to lose. Yeah. Right? So that's what I would say. Like, I don't want to sound bullheaded about being a woman of God, but that's what I'm saying. I'm more on the scale of obedience, if that makes sense. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. That is so good. And what I wrote down, because I like to take notes from time to time. So what I wrote down, um, obedience, and then I put child, and then a tantrum, then I drew a line from the tantrum to the child, right? Because as a child, in terms of being obedient, because I've seen it in my child, I, I've done it too, right? Where I've been told to do something and I didn't want to do it. So what do you do? You throw a tantrum, right? But as you hopefully mature, That's so good. I'm saying hopefully, because yeah. I've had a tantrum even as an adult, but hopefully, we still do it, yeah. You know, but even, but as you mature into growing in Christ and you obey quickly, right? There is that maturity, should absolutely right so that's hopefully that's making sense oh yeah definitely i was like that's it's just the sense of i know that you know what's better for me yeah and leave it at that and leave it at that yeah but you i think go ahead i think the perfect picture of it is that (laughs) see you cannot when you turn the water on (laughs) go ahead sis okay you have permission go ahead the perfect picture of it is for me when it clicked, right? Is that Christ is the head. We, the church are the body. And I know that I'm going to, I know a lot of people that, um, that, that follow me or whatever, or that I'm cool with, or just whatever are going to watch this. Right. So I want to, I'm going to say some things that are basic stuff that, you know, just for clarity so that they know what I'm talking about. So we, the church are the body, right? So a lot of people, when they say church, they look at church as the building. We know that the church is not the building. The church is the temple where the building comes together in worship, right? So the body is actually 
the followers of Christ, right? That is the church. We are not inside a building. I'm sitting in my bed. The church is right here. You're at your home in your office. That's the church over there. Our daughters are at school. They're the church. So the church is in the school. The church is in the grocery store. The church is everywhere, right? We're the hands and the feet of the earth, right? So we are, the Holy Spirit dwells in us and he does a work inside of us and we go out and execute. That's what we're supposed to be doing, right? He said it was better that he goes so we stay here and execute. So he's he's gone, right? He's he's alive. He's with us, but he's not here in a sense. But he's the head of that body. So I thought about it like if you were to draw a picture of a body and then you chop the head off, right? So the head is on a whole different piece of paper in a different realm, right? The body is on this piece of paper over here in this realm, and it has work to do over here, right? Well, we don't have eyes because the head is not attached to us. The eyes are in a different realm, right? The word, the mouthpiece is in a different realm, right? So everything that we are told to do by the brain, by the head of the church, right? Every, you know, your brain tells your body what's to, what to do. So wow. everything that the brain tells us what to do, we don't always know why. So that's why we throw tantrums because it's uncomfortable for us. We don't, it's taking us out of our way. There's so much, right? But we don't have eyes to see because the head is disconnected from the body. He has the eyes. So only he can really see what the big picture is. We can try with our little finite brains like, oh, I see what he's going to do. No, baby, he will throw you for a whole loop. Like. I literally heard a video of a lady saying that the Holy Spirit told her one morning to put leggings on at, under her dress and she was going to preach. And she was like, why am I putting on leggings? This doesn't make sense. But that for some reason, I keep looking at these leggings. This is what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. She puts them on. She goes out and preaches. And she gets so into preaching that she does a cartwheel on the stage, right? At the end of the service, a man came up to her that was an atheist that was drugged to church by somebody that morning. And he said, you know what? It's going to be the only time I step foot in church, but it's going to literally take for the preacher to do a cartwheel for me to believe in you. And she got up there and did it. You don't know what the Holy Spirit is doing. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I started realizing, wait, if he's the head, I don't have eyes to see. I just got to obey with whatever he's. And then I, that's where faith takes root. And that's where I begin to really trust that, okay, I, if I trust you fully, I know you don't have harms to hurt. Mm -hmm. You don't have plans to hurt me. You said that, right? That's your word. So then whatever you're doing from here, I know you got me. And mm -hmm. I had to just have that posture. Yeah. And just do it. Yeah. Woman of God. Woman of God. Y'all, here, here, listen, listen to the woman of God. Wow. That is so, so good. So good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> See? <laughs> Y'all, I always have the disclaimer with my guests that so we're going to let Holy Spirit have his way. He has permission to do that. So, um, even already did it. <laughs> already did it. So, Brittany and I, um, like talked really for the first time, um, last week. She has sent me a beautiful voice memo, and, um, it, it just was so powerful the way it happened. Um, I actually was teaching ladies Bible study at my church, which is a whole nother episode, y'all. Um, maybe I'll post some clips. Anyway, it was so good. No, I still you. really been laying in that. That was <laughs> such a good word, honestly. Thank you. Well, and I said this, it was for me. So I knew it was going to be good because I had already eaten it and am still eating it too. So thank you. But, yeah. um, 
you know, standing there and seeing Brittany and really, and I don't know if I said this in my voice memo to you, I don't know, but there was a fire you all in her eyes. Like when you were speaking, I was like, she's speaking with conviction. And I didn't know that that word wasn't in my mind when I was watching you, but I, I really couldn't put a word on because I'm just looking and I'm just shaking my head. And I'm like, who is this girl? Like who, who is I've seen her? Her daughter's fire. Her daughters are fire. I don't think I've really met your other children. Um, and I'm like, who is she? And then I had a word, a scripture came to mind as she was speaking. I'm like, I need to get this with her because I didn't, you know, I didn't share it then. And so, you know, as God would have it, here we are now, but we were on a phone call, you know, um, last week after listening to her voice memo. But I say all that to say, Brittany was sharing more about, you know, you were sharing about who you are. You were talking about your business. You were talking about being an author. So I'm just, again, I'm like, who is this? <laughs> no <laughs> way. I gotta say, because you left a part out. Okay. Um, just, just I, I have to publicly say what I was telling you in your voice clip, right? Because first of all, if anybody from our church even listens to this episode, yeah. they need to know this about you. That talk about a woman of God. They already know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's probably to go unsaid, honestly. But it's like I think it's always helpful to know surely how you impact someone. And um you, like I said, a woman of God, your obedience, right? The way you and your daughter greet people and I think I heard one of your episodes where you were talking about how that's just in you guys like y'all just like that y'all like to do that and talk to people and greet people and make them feel comfortable you put me in the mind of the person who would not ignore the small voice in the room Amen. like everyone's talking and this one person tries to get a word in and then everybody just over talks them and you want to go over there and like check out what they said you know what I'm saying and you're very, when you don't miss a person walking in. It's You're very intentional on catching everyone as they come through the door. Your face is so lit up that if I just cut through traffic, I just yelled at the kids or anything, like, as, as, like not me, but just anyone in general, yeah. right? If they went through anything before getting there, maybe rushing, you know, that doesn't always put you in the best spirit when you first walk, you got to head straight to worship after rushing. It's like, dang, let me just, you know what I'm saying? Baby, your, your face mm. and your spirit lights up everything that everyone that comes through that door like it's 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 like okay there's Candace so I'm good hey you know and then your daughter is so intentional like you that is your fruit amen and she literally first time we visited came and grabbed my daughter like they didn't have to feel left out that I don't know these other teenagers you know how scary it is or even a grown person to go to a new church. Yeah. But I'm fine because I recognize at this big age, I'm here for God at this point. Yeah. I don't care yeah. about nobody in here. Like, right. you know, right. like and that. that's yeah. the mindset that you go in as. But as teenagers, you're still wanting to be accepted, not wanting to be judged. And your mind hasn't gotten there yet. You know what I'm saying? So for them to go in that new church, feel immediately welcomed by her and I believe Destiny were the two that came and not only grabbed Lacasia because she was the reason that we all connected in this way to even visit them the first time. But she also makes it a point to come to Kendall because Kendall is so quiet and soft-spoken and you know how she is. So she can get overlooked sometimes and Lacasia's more like, okay, hey, hi everybody, what's going on, what's your name? And Kendall's more like, oh, hey, you know what I'm saying? So she makes, she intentionally grabs Kendall up, right? 
hey girl it makes her feel good and it's not about that's your sister it's about i see you i absolutely love that and i've always loved that about kyla we seen her at the carnival too about this is around June. It was like like the last week of school. Yeah, the last week. was with Azaria and some other kids. Because, you know, yeah. they all, these other kids, they went to Lincoln with my daughter, with Lacasia. So I know a lot of them already. Yeah. And then Kyla was like, hey. and it was like, she really knows us. Like, she, you know, we barely talk to her, but she goes out of her way to let somebody know that I see you. And that is your fruit because that's what you do. And she even now comes to my smaller kids. Now, excuse my son, because he was like, the first time she came to hug him, I think he got a girlfriend that day, girl, and was like, I ain't hugging no other girls. And uh, <laughs> he was 12. And my daughter That's was so like, funny. damn, why is he doing that? And I had to say, it's okay. These, these are church hugs. This is different. Right, church hug. But, yeah. a, yes, but she never misses. Like, she, ne you guys are amazing. I just wanted that to be said. I don't know if it took time, but it needed to take time. Girl, it did. And I'll just say, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Say thank you. God is faithful. You already know. You already know. Okay, so let's talk about this. I'm calling a salon. Do you call it a braid shop? What's the name? Shout it out. I see your lovely shirt. You all can't see um, us right yeah. now. It's just audio, but maybe the picture that Brittany will send me when we post about the podcast will have, have the shirt on. I don't know, but we'll post yeah. all the information in the show notes, especially if you are in the Louisville area or you're coming to Louisville. Listen, get get your hair did. And mm -hmm. I already told Kyla, I was, oh, we about to go to Brittany. We about to. <laughs> oh, we about, she's about, to, yeah. Anyway. Okay, tell yeah. me about the shop. How so we do call it a braid shop. Okay. Um, that was the vision specifically. My sister, though, she does do more than braids. She's the one who did my hair. Um, she went to school to do everything so she does like weaves and sew-ins and just all of it she does she just likes to do hair she actually didn't want to braid we kind of bullied her into it so yeah that's another thing but um about the braid shop uh okay where do I start so I have to start where I worked I started working in I, I was working in corporate America so I was working for Aaron's, the furniture company, rental, we rent furniture or whatever. Started off there as a CSR and I was comfortable being a CSR. I'm always comfortable doing what I'm doing. Like I'm minding my business, but they were like, no, you need to be a sales manager. So I worked my way up to sales manager. Then they were like, no, you need to be this manager, an accounts manager. So I worked my way up to that. And I worked my way up every time. It was like, I don't know. I kept just peeking and peeking and peeking is like okay at this point you need to be this you're good at this you know all these things you need to do this got all the way up to general manager um i had been braiding hair since i was 12 years old right little bow wow came out with the designs all the little boys wanted them in our neighborhood so i would literally like sit on the porch and like be braiding trying to figure out how to do these styles we me and my sister the the sister underneath me uh, we would braid each other's hair so it would be like, we couldn't really afford to get our hair done by the girls that braided hair in our neighborhood, but we could take a dollar or two and go buy a pack of braiding hair and figure it out. So right. we would always do each other's hair. And then a lot of our friends would be like, well, do my hair. And they would get them a pack of braiding hair and we would do their hair. And then, like I said, the boys would want those styles. So we were doing styles. 
And then as, as the winter time came, you know, it started getting colder. We would all be in the living room at my mom's house. And sometimes she would come home from work and there would be like probably about five to 10 boys just sitting around the living room with their rubber bands in their hands, like waiting to be next. And my mom would walk in and be like, I know they, I know y'all better have five or $10. Like I know they ain't getting their hair done for free. And I would be so embarrassed, but they would be like, yes, ma'am. I got $5. I got $10. Like, you know, and then they would leave and I would be like, I'm just like you know so that became like a little side hustle from 12 years old and and on like I did start have I'd have a few jobs but when I would get tired of working them jobs I'd be like I'm about to braid hair then I would get tired of braiding hair and I'd be like I'm about to go back to work so I would like bounce back but in 2010 20, 2009 I started working at um Aaron's and at this point I'm married I have three kids uh or two kids yeah. And um, Mary got two kids and I wasn't dreaming of ever braiding hair. I was looking at this place as a career. I loved working at Aaron's. I absolutely loved Aaron's. I felt like it was the best company ever. Everybody was like a family and we all uh, were cool with every all the other Aaron's in Louisville. So we were just like, you know, it was like a, a big family thing. So I worked there forever. And then um, in 20... I got moved all the way up to girl to general manager of the store. And I got asked to step down on my six month of being GM. Why? Because the numbers were not like I was constantly losing customers. Right. So you have to gain customers, but you have to balance. Like they can't go so many days past, past due. Right. So you need to sell so you can get new customers. But these people that haven't paid their bill in 60 days or 50 days or 40 days, you need to collect on them and they're no longer a customer now. So if I just sold and, and gained a customer, but I just picked somebody's stuff up, I now lost the customer and I'm back here. So it was a fight, right? To um back and forth. I do not feel I, I really don't want to harp on how I don't feel like it was that it was fair. Like I feel like I was just dealt the worst hand ever. I don't want to harp on that. Because now knowing what I know, I know how God works, right? I mean, I didn't have a delivery driver for a long time. Then when I did have one, I lost him. Like they expected me to go deliver the furniture. I didn't have a sales manager because she was pregnant. So uh, like I, I had her for a while, but as she went on, she went on, on bed rest or was sick a lot or whatever. I'd have to go out there and sell, come back in the office and call and try to collect that. Lock up the store, go do pick up. Like it was like a one man show mostly, right? And I was running a race that I just, it was like stressful. I'm getting there at 6 a.m. I'm not leaving till 10 p.m. Very stressful. Um, and the man, the district manager kept asking me, why don't you just step down? Why don't you just step down? Now, I feel like when they gave me this store, it was almost like they knew it was closing down anyway. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I say it wasn't fair. At, but again, this is just how God works. So whatever. So <laughs> I'm working there. They asked me to step down. I stepped down and I realized how much of uh, weight was removed off my shoulder. Come like it was on. actually, I could breathe really. Yeah, um, and we go, I go in, this is now, this is about on the sixth month of me stepping down. I went back down to a sales manager. Somebody else took over the store. So, Hey, whatever y'all got complained about, it ain't my business. I, I didn't even have to worry about it, you know? So we, I go in for a Friday morning meeting and they said, lock the door, and which is unusual because we don't lock doors really around this time at 10 a.m. So we locked the door and they said, whoever's on this call, we're closing your store down in seven days. 
was like seven days I'm like what so okay um so I called my husband like I I remember literally like my blood felt like it slowed down in my body like my heart felt like it sank I made good money with them I was getting nice bonuses it was close to my house I was able to leave whenever I want to oh gotta pick this kid up from school like it was comfortable I would work all these hours a day and not feel like I was at work. I loved my job. I knew every last customer. We had like a thousand customers. I knew every last one of them. I watched their kids grow up. I mean, this place, we went through crazy times, horrible general managers, all types of stuff. And I still would not leave. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know what to do. And they were saying like, we can move you guys to other errands in Louisville. And since I had seniority, they were going to let me pick where I wanted to go. Hmm. But I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get everybody to school on time, get here on time, get like going. Now I got to go across the city. Like it just wasn't going to do right. Right. So I called him and I'm like, uh, they're closing the store down in seven days. And he was like, OK, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to? He was like, if you want to, you can just stay home and focus on writing because I was writing at the time we haven't got there yet yeah but he was like if you want to you can stay home and focus on writing and I was like oh this is a dream come true because yeah, all I wanted to be was a full-time writer right mm -hmm. and so uh I was like fine like he I was like I'm gonna take my vacation and I'm gonna think about it for real because they do owe me a vacation so let me think about it ended up deciding that I wasn't going to go back they let me keep my vacation they knew they was wrong yeah um and then <laughs> they knew they was wrong let me keep my vacation and I just chilled did the soccer mom thing for months everybody was able to do whatever they wanted to do I never missed games like it was awesome right mm -hmm. fast forward to 2020 of January February my son um had a dance at school and I was gonna take him but I needed to stop and get him a haircut and just with the pickup and drop-offs from the week I just wasn't able to get him a haircut we stopped at the barbershop um on the way to the school and the barber shop the the guy in there he was the same barber that's always cut his hair um but he nobody else was in the shop but him and i noticed every time we came in those booths were empty hmm. and i was just thinking now this is on about so uh i left work in june so now we're in february so now i'm on my what seventh month of not yeah. working yeah also hadn't written a word okay we'll revisit that if we have okay, time yeah um, so i'm um sitting there he's getting his haircut and i'm just sitting there quiet i got my other two kids with me because they were going to go with us to the dance too because your parents and anybody could come you know it's elementary so we were just sitting there and we were just he was getting his haircut and then i just asked i was like i have a question i don't even know why i had that question yeah, yeah. but i said um would you be interested in renting out a booth for a braider because I was just thinking I just need to do something right right and he was like um who's asking like for who yeah you do hair yeah and I was like I do I braid hair I was like I did their hair because my two daughters were there yeah he's like oh, okay so he was like uh tell me about yourself like how long you've been braiding hair and stuff whatever and so I was telling him everything and then we started talking about hair like just hair in general, like yeah. about how, you know, it doesn't stretch unless it's wet and people do this and this and they shouldn't. And you know how to detangle without, you know, just, just hair things that everyone should know if you, if you do hair. Right. And he started telling me about how he has a cosmetology license and, uh, and a barber license. Cause his wife was a, um, a, a hair model. 
and he wanted to travel with her and stuff. So he went and got all these credentials so he could be like in the backgrounds and stuff. Oh, so a lot of what I was saying, he was validating like, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So he's just staring at me like, right. Like, you okay. know what you're talking about, sis. Yeah. yeah. So he still never answered my question. He still cut my son's hair. So at the end I pay him and he goes, so I've watched you the whole time you like, every time you come in here, you have your kids are well-behaved. He was like, you're always quiet and studious. Cause I'd go in with my laptop intending on writing, but I'd never write. And um, he was like, you're very studious. You're quiet. He was like, I just noticed your family, like how you guys are. Like he yeah. was like, and I don't know what's coming over me right now. Mm, we know. <laughs> we, we know now, but I didn't even know then. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I didn't know God. I wasn't even a child of God then per se. I was a Christian. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Yeah. So, so he says, I don't know what's coming over me, but for some reason, I want to do something for you. And I have something better than a booth. And he was like, I have a shop, a fully furnished salon. And I was like, really? And the crazy thing is, I feel like my husband told me that like just in mentionings yeah but I didn't really pay him no attention like oh right no. it wasn't time like, it yeah time. I, I don't maybe it wasn't time I don't yeah. know it had to be that moment it had to, and this is February 2020 y'all listen it's about to get real good good that was February 2020 and the shop the my job had closed down in June of 2019 wow yep I was not on a quest for entrepreneurship or any yeah. of this yeah you just doing your thing you yeah. know, you have to take care of make sure family is good right i'm about to go kick it at the dance just doing what you do just chilling yeah and stuff is coming out of my mouth and i don't even really know why i'm asking really but so he goes um i have a fully furnished salon he was like and i've had it and it's been empty for like years like for a few years and he was like but i don't want anybody in it right like this guy has enough money to where he doesn't even need people in it. He said, I want good people in it. That's what he said. He said, and I don't even know you, but I know that you're good people. That's it. That's it. Can we pause real quick? Because I'm yeah. going, and I hope our listeners are catching this. Like I love, you never know. And people say this all the time, but I'm here to say it's true. Like you never know who's watching, but not like you yeah. should be acting a certain way to be watched. But you were and like you said you weren't you were a christian right you weren't you didn't come in, you you didn't have this full revelation knowledge of a child of god and, and the kingdom right and being in god's kingdom however as a christian right you were duh taking care of your responsibilities taking care of your children coming in the bar like i got some sense in public like you got some sense in public <laughs> minding your business right yes working on your laptop <laughs> I'm sure being friendly, speaking, giving eye contact. Mm -hmm. And then years later, he was like, you know what? Okay. I don't know why I want to do this, but you're yes. the big person that I want. Candace, it wasn't even years later. My son oh, had oh. been going to him since. That's the most amazing part to me. Because my, my husband's always cut his hair. Okay. Okay. My son decided he wanted to grow his hair like over from the end of that school year in May of 2019. Okay. <laughs> But the hairstyle he wanted, my husband was like, I ain't fooling with all that. He wants this stuff. You know right. what the young boy is doing. I, I you know. I'm just trying to get basic. Right. So I had to find him a barbershop where one, I didn't feel like I was being sexualized every time I walked in. On. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't. Girl, I'm no, like, I, I didn't do. find the oldest 
uh, man, like, right. seriously, like, where the man, where I feel like this man is looking at me or, or over-conversating to, you know, I just didn't want any awkwardness <sighs> because I knew that with my husband's work schedule, I was going to be the one probably taking them the most. Yeah. So, uh, y'all, yeah. I'm, I'm just seeing God in it all. Just seeing you know God what I'm saying? Fingerprinting it all. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. It's good. So, uh, Dr. Candace, mind you, doctor. But anyway, don't even get me started with that because okay. I didn't know that part, ma'am. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> we're having a good time. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Oh, I just see it down here in the corner of my. Um, okay, on the Zoom. Okay. <laughs> yes, but anyway. So yeah, my we had only been to him maybe four times. Like I wasn't crazy about getting him a haircut every week in the summer. In the summertime, we're not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? When school started back, we did probably every two weeks. This man did not know us like that. I was hoping he was going to even remember my son because my son wants certain ships every time he comes and stuff like that. But I guess he did remember us. You know, we I, he didn't know my name. Like wow, this hasn't been years. Okay. Okay. That's where you never know who watching you really comes into play because this man did not know us. So good. So, um, okay, where where are we? So he says he has a fully front. He says, so I want good people. I don't want people. Like, I don't care about having anybody in there. He was like, but I do care about good people. Yeah. He was like, so he was like, uh, I'll show it to you if you can come by tomorrow and I'll take you up there. And he was like, yeah. but I want to know if you would be open to managing it. He was like, so if you manage it, then we could work out. I could tell you how much I want a month. And then if you can get enough people in there, you know, you probably don't even have to pay a lot or whatever. But he was like, however, I'm trusting you based yeah. on who you bring in. Right, right. That's right. So then I was like, ew, I don't know if I want to do that. Hmm. Like I, yeah. I, it's one thing to be a manager for a company where you can hold people accountable and everything doesn't fall back on my shoulders because these aren't my rules Right. These are the company's rules, right. but it's another to try to manage grown women who might be in competition, who might um, be unprofessional. And then do I want to be in a, in a space where nobody's holding themselves accountable? And you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really know how that was going to go. So I kept thinking, I was like, what am I thinking about? All my mom's kids do hair. She got five girls. Wow. So only our youngest sister does not do um hair. She does nails. At the time, she wasn't doing any of it, but she was the baby. So what did she need to do hair for? Like, she can go to all four of us. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, I'm thinking about it. As we're at the dance, I'm so consumed with this now. Like, I don't care what they're doing. They're running around. Mama, can I get this? I'm giving them everything in my pocket. Here, I didn't care. Get away. I'm trying to think. Like, and all I... You got me tickled. Stop laughing, cause yeah, but I can I visualize that, cause that's how I be. Like y'all go ahead. I'm, I'm over here consumed with these thoughts. Yes, for real. So I'm like, I'm like thinking about this thing, and I'm like, dang, like my sisters do hair. So my youngest sister, our youngest, they're twins. The youngest two are twins. One of them don't do hair. The other one, she does, and she's amazing. I mean, like, this type of talent she has is wild. It's like, where are you getting this from? Like, of course she watched me do hair for years. Of course I'm the oldest, so everybody would see me in the living room doing hair for years and stuff. But the stuff she was doing, the style she was doing was not the styles that I was doing. Gotcha. I don't know where she was getting it. And she was so neat and precise. And she started, like, hustling. Like, come over. Who can come over here and let me practice this stuff? Like, 
on her own. So she come home from school and high school and like just be doing mm-hmm. this stuff, making money. And like, I, it was crazy. So she was talented like that, right? My sister, uh, the sec- the third oldest sister, she was the same way. She was, um, but she started in college. So I didn't get to watch her process. Okay. I just knew she couldn't do anything. And I had to keep doing her hair her whole freaking life. <laughs> and she, she suddenly comes home. The more she comes home from school and, and posting pictures on Instagram stuff and her hair's done. I'm always like, oh, you found a, who did your hair? And she's like, girl, I did this. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, I did my whole friend group's hair. And I'm looking at the friend group and I'm like, what's going on here? But my mom was like that. She went to hair school too. And she was the one, like, we grew up military. Okay. So whatever post we would live on, she was the braider, yeah. the dyer, dye hair. She's the cutter, all this. Like, my mom yeah. was that way. Very fashionable, very much. Um, the beauty industry is my mom. Like, she, that was her, you know? So that's what her fruit would be, of course. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I, I called them that day that night or the next day I might have I, I okay I went over there and met on the next day looked at it it was fully furnished and it was just like a dream come come true like no way it had booths already set up everything there yeah and he was like it's yours if you want it he was like we can talk about the prices and stuff he was like I'm not really crazy about that part right now um because I know you probably got to get clients and stuff like he was so graceful yeah and I called my sisters and was like, you guys come meet me and look at this place and see if y'all are into this. They were like, what? Like, just what are you talking about? And they came over and they were like, yeah, we're definitely down. Wow. And now, were they already working at other places or at home? Like, what was going on with, with your sisters? No. Okay. Um, my sis, my second mother, the one who did my hair, Coco. um you can follow her anybody on instagram can follow her at um the coco one i think but um on lovely styles is her name so i would look up lovely styles on facebook and it's l-o-v-l-e i can't even spell lovely with two y's and we will put in the show notes y'all yes we're gonna put yeah yeah baby i can't spell without (laughs) writing it so i i'm not that my brain is too full but um yeah so she um she had just graduated and kind of was like, I think it was about a year that she had just graduated from hair school and was just like, not really sure where she wanted to do. Like if she wanted to get a shop, if she wanted to work under somebody or what, but I think she was kind of wrestling with what she wanted to do. So it was like, it was such a blessing for her as well because she just finished and was struggling with what she was going to do, but not even knowing God already had a plan for her. Like just if she would have known while she was even in college, of what God was getting ready to do in her life. Right. I mean, it was not just for me. And that's what I've learned the most with this whole walk. That's it. None of it is for me. Yeah, that's Absolutely it. Absolutely none. But so she was excited. She wasn't working anywhere. It had to be was... you. You hear me? It had to you said be... what? I said it had to be you. It had to be me. And I'm very much the, um, like I said, the obedient type anyway. Like, even... Before, when I got seriously obedient, I was still obedient to a point. Yeah. Like, I'm not about to be out here looking crazy, out here talking crazy, out here carrying myself all kinds of crazies. I'm always, I've always had integrity. I've always been, had work ethic. I've always been a strong, a striver. You know what I'm saying? Because I've always known that I was the one to set the example. My sisters looked up to me. My kids look up to me. Yeah. I've already known that. And I've held that title well. Yeah. I just thought that was enough. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um. 
But so, yeah, we walked into there, into that shop. It was ours. He was like, it's y'all's. Do what you want to do. We discussed payments and how we would do that. That worked out fine. Um, and then I, I, we were scared. They were scared. I remember, I remember the first day we had the meeting in there, like sitting there looking around. They wanted to, but one of them was like, I'm not going to lie. I'm so terrified. Like, where are we going to get clients from? Like, what if this doesn't work out? What if it, you know? And I said, we're about to pray over it. And I was not even walking with God yet, but I've always been a prayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we prayed over the shop and we just prayed. You just do what you want to do. Have your way with this place. Like send us clients. Like, I know you'll bless us because you gave it to us, you know, like whatever. And uh, then right after that, 2020, the shutdown happened. And I was like, uh, this was the worst idea ever. Like, why did we decide to do this? in the middle of 2020 and when, you know what I'm saying? Like they're saying this lines have to close down. The school was closing down. I didn't even know COVID was scary. Like mind you, COVID was scary. So what are we going to do about people coming in here? You know what I'm saying? My son's, um, he has a low uh, immune system. So that was scary too. We literally, we really, uh, social distance mm -hmm. so how am I going to go to work and do this like that was scary the Breonna Taylor stuff was happening it, it really felt like I walked into the twilight zone mm -hmm. and um all of a sudden people started inboxing us because we had a, a social media awareness like a lot of people knew us from back home and you know and here a lot of people yeah. knew me because like I said I had over a thousand customers just at errands right so then their families know me and like, I know a lot of people right. already. Right? right. And then I have a lot of readers. Let's pause yeah. with that. But yeah. they would share it just out of, I support you as a yeah, person. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, oh, over in different cities, like we got a lot of, a lot of people seen us and we had a, a nice steady flow of clientele. But when 2020 happened and the world shut down and people couldn't get their hair done. Fine. Yeah. Everybody started just inboxing us. People were coming back with their nieces and nephews. People were coming back. I mean, everybody was coming to us. We would go in there at 7 a.m. and literally be in there till 1 a.m. Yeah. We would just, I couldn't even believe that it was that successful that fast. Yeah. But my thing was, and I kept telling them, our thing is we need to capitalize on these people and we need to make sure that they are returning. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what happens after this season of 2020, we need to make sure we have a constant yeah. flow of. Yeah. Yeah. But he he definitely blessed it right away, for yeah. sure. And we still didn't even know it was God. We knew. Yeah. But he was still in a box. That's what I would say. Yeah. So what was the shift for you in terms of like that revelation? Like, wait, there, there's more, right? There's more of God, you know, and we, we won't ever, well, in this lifetime, I would say on earth, right. really understand the magnitude of God and how big he is. And you kind of mentioned that earlier, but opening the salon, you know, you all prayed over it. What happened to where you were like, wait, okay, God, I see you. God, I want more of you. And then this is beyond just people coming in and getting their hair braided. It's more to this thing than that. So <laughs> like I said, I felt like I walked into the twilight zone. Yeah. It, it it started to feel like that. There was a race issue. We, there's always been a race issue, but it was heightened. Mm -hmm. um, there was rioting going on. 
Um, there was the shop. Our shop is downtown. Okay. So it was scary. Like, what if we don't put there were a black owned business on the front? Are they going to try to break into this business? They were looting. Like, it, it was just a lot going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I noticed, uh, which is kind of odd, <laughs> before even the shutdown happened, like just in February, you know, we're all together in the shop, we're watching TV or whatever. And I started knowing that there was a heavy presence of witchcraft going on TV. My God. Mm -hmm. So with every cartoon, with every commercial, they would allude to somewhere towards that. There would be, um, I mean, the Simpsons, they would have a a commercial for the Simpsons and you see them standing around in these cloaks and like all the, every commercial just started being weird. Like everything was being weird. All the shows. I mean, even like Leave it to Beaver would be on, right? And they'd show like an older episode about magic or something. Like it was like they purposely were pulling out episodes that were darker to show us that we've been doing this. Like we've always been about this. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I told my sister, again, just just a Christian, not, not a woman of God. I have to say it like that because I think a lot of people look at being a Christian as being saved and really they're more so using it as a title than what it really what it really means and I was using it as a title too mm-hmm. like I was more so saying I believe in God mm-hmm. I wasn't saying that I believed him to me that's what most Christians are doing so that's so my in my mind around that time I was more so feeling like I believed he existed you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but I didn't know his word and know him and all that wow so I was telling my sister, something is going on on TV. Like, if I'm not tripping, I want you the next time that you see some some dark activity going yeah. on, yeah. tell me if you see it so that I'm not tripping. Because yeah. it seems like all of a sudden when 2020 happened, they just start laying it out there, right? Uh, then yeah. this is when the Lil Nas X stuff was happening and all these people, all these rappers and stuff were coming out doing uh, what they consider to be art. I guess Mm -hmm. just a lot of blasphemous things and a lot of, you know, dark things. So she goes, uh, maybe like a week later, she said, I see exactly what you mean. She was like, I was seeing something early and I saw, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, okay, just want to make sure I wasn't tripping, but I wasn't going to say nothing else about it. Ain't my business. Yeah. I just noticed it. So I'm, I'm feeling uneasy about it. And I remember somebody telling me before that if you see a lot of darkness around you, that's because you're the light. So I remembered that back then yeah so I was like so I am the light yeah but what does that mean mm. so I still okay I'm a, I'm a, I'm a music fanatic I absolutely love like when I say I was obsessed with music yeah. I mean I would become the artist whatever song it was yeah you was in. I can't even <clears throat> it was very unhealthy the way I couldn't do anything without the music that the way I would get enthralled, like for one, I'm a writer. So I love lyrics. I love words. I love the art of putting them together, them rhyming, rhyming. I love a good hidden message in a song. Like I loved all that. So I love music on a different level. Of course, I like the instruments and that kind of thing, but I'm telling you the lyrics and stuff were me. I loved it, but because I love music and I'm talking about like secular music, I absolutely, and this is weird, but I'm going to be honest because this is a part of my testimony. I could not stand gospel music. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stand it. Mm -hmm. 
and I would never listen to it. Yeah. But the whole time I was working at Aaron's, every single day I would have a sermon on. Like I would, I love the word. I love when people yeah. preach the word. Yeah. But I would never want to hear the music. Wow. I would go to people's churches here in Louisville. I say people's churches because they weren't, they didn't really feel like my home. Gotcha. Um, but I would go to churches and as an adult, I would go a little bit late so that I would not have to hear the music. Wow. So in during 2020, around this time where I'm noticing everything is dark. Yeah. I remember my little sister, the one of the twins, was playing a gospel song. She went, she would mostly the playlist would be her music. Yeah. But I love music enough that I didn't mind. Yeah. And she played like three gospel songs back to back. And I remember about to lose my mind doing this client's hair. It felt like I was on her hair forever because she yeah. kept playing these songs. And I was yeah. like, girl, I don't want to hear this. Yeah. I didn't say it because I knew something was wrong with that. Yeah. Like I didn't know what was going on and why mm. I couldn't, but I didn't understand why people like gospel music. Yeah. So um, fast forward to um, maybe a year later, which was 2021. So I, we went on about our, our year normal, listening to regular music, doing yeah. everything normal, whatever. <laughs> about a year later, 2021, which was that June, um, something weird happened in the music industry. It was uh, Travis Scott had that big concert and all these people got hurt and a few people died. And the theme of the concert was hell. He had like this tunnel, this fire tunnel and he had it it just looked like it was like a portal or something like I don't I don't know it was crazy right and then I heard people talking about how they made it out of the concert and how hot it was because the fire it was real the fire that was on the stage was hot it, like coming towards the crowd they were chest to back back to chest depending on like how they you know people were like standing in front of them and mm -hmm. behind them and they couldn't breathe and they were like suffocating and gasping for air and it just just felt like that was they were gonna die right there yeah. and um I said no Literally, like that day, I said something's wrong. Yeah, something is wrong. And Travis Scott was one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. He was one of my favorites. And so I said something is wrong, and I'm not standing for this anymore. Mm -hmm. We had already been through the little Nas X stuff. I'd yeah. already seen Megan Thee Stallion with her devil ears on. I'd already seen all these people do all this crazy stuff. I heard Beyonce said she put her uh on the Lemonade album. She yeah. put her bible pages in her menses to plug her yeah her her cycle like i heard all this crazy stuff but none of it still was a red flag to me mm -hmm. i still was very much okay with it mm -hmm. and, and i said i'm not standing for this anymore i i have to do something i'm not listening to, to secular i'm not listening to music anymore i didn't say secular because i didn't realize it was secular i just said i'm not listening to music anymore mm -hmm. i want nothing to do with the music industry i don't care if it's luther vandross I don't care if, who it is. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to hear any music at all. And I took a stand. I told my husband that day, he was like, you don't want to hear nothing. I'm like, no. He was like, okay. I told my kids, I don't want to hear it. I told my sisters, I don't want to hear it. Like, I'm not listening to it anymore. Yeah. Like, if y'all listen to it, just don't have the discussion with me about it. Like, that's how I felt. But I didn't know why I felt so strong about it. And I didn't even miss it. So I know then he started dealing with me because he took that urge and that craving away from me. That's impossible that I would even be able to do that on my own if you know the true connection I had with music. I couldn't do that. Um, so he began to deal with me then. I, now I'm riding around in the car with no music on. It's complete silence. It's just me in a car, going to pick up the kids or whatever. And then, of course, whoever gets in the car, we're having conversations. But I was not listening to music. This happened for 30 days. And I guess you can call it a fast. 
a 30-day fast. But I want to say something (laughs) about that. Yeah. I didn't intentionally fast and I didn't intentionally stop listening to music um, thinking that it was for the Lord or anything. Like I I was not trying to glorify him. I was not trying to do anything. I didn't know why. I still couldn't answer the question of why, right? And I need people to know (laughs) when they talk about the Daniel fast, because a lot of people talk about the Daniel fast, um, that Daniel wasn't fasting. He refrained from eating. He only ate uh, fruits, vegetables, and drank water. I don't even know if it was fruits involved, but I know for sure vegetables. And drank water for 10 days because he was not trying to defile himself, right? Mm -hmm. So the king was telling him, you know, I want, he was like, I want the best of the best from Israel. Bring me like, I don't know if he said three guys or a few guys that are like loyal, that are like really great people, whatever, whatever, right? The strongest, the best looking, all this. And Daniel um, and his guys were chosen, him and um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which were their Babylonian names. But they were brought from Israel, right, to be these men. And he was like, fine. And he and the king set, set his good food for them to eat and his good drink for them to eat. But they're Israelites, right? So they already know what's going to defile them if they touch it. So this was not a fast. This was his lifestyle. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Hmm. He told the guards who was trying to give them the food, Listen, I don't want to eat that because I can't defile myself because he's he was being obedient to God. Right. Mm -hmm. So he said, well, I can't let you not eat anything because then he's going to notice that you've slimmed up and you look sick and you look younger. Mm -hmm. You don't look uh, young or whatever. Right. And he's like, no. Test your men out for 10 days. Give them all that mess. Mm -hmm. But for 10 days, only give us vegetables and water. And in 10 days, when you compare us. If, you know, when you see that we look younger, leave us alone and keep us on this 30 days of eating what we eat. So that's what he did. And on the 10 days, they looked younger, even better, faster and everything. And, you know, but then after that 10 days or whatever, he started getting visions and he started getting revelations from the Lord. He got sharper and all that stuff. So he wasn't saying, oh, let me fast for the Lord. He was saying, let me be obedient to whatever this is. Right. He didn't go in thinking, I'm just going to be obedient to basically not defiling myself. Mm-hmm. And then God revealed himself more to him, right? That's what happened in that story. I think people say the Daniel fast to refer to the lack of food that they're going to eat. You know what I'm saying? And just refer to him. But he was not intentionally fasting. So when I let that music go for 30 days, I was not intentionally trying to do that. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't like for him or anything. I just knew that I wasn't feeling right about it, right? But then he revealed himself to me Ooh, Amen. within that month. Amen. So I rode around for about a month with no music. Right. I didn't, I can't even really put a timeline on it because I didn't know what yeah. I was doing. Yeah. But I rode around with no music and suddenly one day I'm just in the car for a long time. And I was like, I, there has to be a radio station on here. I just need to hear somebody talk. Yeah. I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have music on my phone. I right. deleted everything. So I found 94.7, which is our local Christian radio. And they were, it was a sermon on, right? Like, you know, I've always loved sermons. I just didn't like gospel music. So I listened to the sermon and the guy, whatever he was saying, something he said about God that I didn't know how I felt about it. Like, I was like, I don't know if that's actually true. Like, I was like, I... I know you're real. This is what I said out loud while I'm driving. Yeah. I know you're real, but some of these things that people say about you, I struggle with believing them. Hmm. Come on. 
And I really wish that there was a way I could find out, you know, about these things. Cause I will give you my life if, yeah. if I just knew, yeah. but it, it's like one day I fully believe it. And then the next day I don't, and I don't want to have that feeling. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, right. Yeah. While I'm driving around. And the one, one thing they said just didn't make sense, but I'm going to give up. I'm going to be like, yeah. Oh, forget it. You know, yeah. I just was like, I just hate that. I don't believe that part, you yeah. know, baby, I kid you not probably on my third day of driving. Cause every day I'm listening to this radio yeah. now, yeah. probably on my third day of driving a whole different pastor is preaching and he literally answered the question from whatever I didn't understand earlier in that week. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, that was funny, but okay. Get off the car, go into work and start doing hair or whatever. And I'm, I'm just, but I, it sat with me though. Right. Like, huh? Like, okay. So I get back in the car and now something else is being said. Yeah. And it happens again. And I say, now, I really feel like you just communicated with me. Now, I could be driving myself crazy. <laughs> but I need you to answer this question, too. Yeah. And I said it. It yeah. wasn't formal. I didn't say our Heavenly Father. Okay. Just I, It was not formal. Yeah, you just, you're just speaking out loud. Just speaking out loud. Yeah. Candace, it was revealed again. Like, the answer was given to me again. Yeah. This was... The same week, but I don't think it was from radio. I can't really remember how I got this one. I don't remember if it was like a commercial or somebody talking or whatever, but it made sense. Like mm -hmm. the two things that, that wasn't, baby, I, I know God to the point right now that I can't even tell you what those things was. Mm -hmm. I wish I could say what it was that didn't make sense, yeah. but it all makes so much sense to me now. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So that happened. And when, when both of those things were answered, I said, oh no, I got to get a Bible. I got to get me a Bible. Yeah. So I ordered me a Bible. It came, I got the cheapest one I could find on Amazon, like a used one. Cause I was like, still like, I'm not buying all this. Like, you know, I still very like, mm. but I got a Bible. It came in the mail. I go and read and, and literally like, literally as soon as it came in the mail, I got it and sat down. Cause I still had like an hour to pick up a kid, yeah. opened it right up. The words was flying off the page. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, cause that was God even having me get the Bible. Right. Like, exactly. you that know hunger. what I'm saying? That hunger. Yes. Steps was ordered just yeah. like with Daniel. Okay. Stripping it. Like he said, I'm not going to eat this and this because I want to defile myself because there was meat that Daniel did eat. So you can call it a fast in a sense, but he didn't eat what they ate yeah. because he couldn't defile himself. Right. Yeah. So I didn't listen to music, which defiled me. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I could hear suddenly. Hear. Yeah. So when I got the word and I was reading it and everything was coming to me, it was like, what in the heck? Like, what do I do here with this? I started falling in love with it. You couldn't walk past me without it on my lap. I'm yeah. highlighting, I'm Googling, what does this mean in the King James Version? What does this mean in the Bible? Like, I need to know from the Bible, not from Google. What does this mean? Like, and I promised myself I was not going to go to the next line without knowing what the word before that meant. Like I needed to know everything. Yeah. And then I realized how to connect this and this, like it just, it was blowing my mind. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So let me, oh, go ahead. Read. I want you to finish that thought. I was going to say, because you're asking me, the question is, how did I know it was more than braiding, a braiding shop? How did I know it was ministry? Yeah. But I had to have that work done in me first before I even knew any of that. So 
Like I couldn't really answer that question without. The con yeah, bringing us up. Yeah. So then after, as I'm reading my Bible, as I'm connecting and going through books and stuff, I started getting dreams and visions. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. I wasn't looking for that. I thought I just wanted to understand this book and know you better and know your character and know what brings you to wrath and know what, what, you know, what love is. What is this love you're talking about for me? I just wanted to know that stuff. I didn't know. I didn't, baby, I wasn't prepared. I was not prepared for some of the things that was going to happen. Um, one of the most prominent dreams is what answers that question. Okay. I had three, I had one vision and two um, dreams in one week. I probably had more all the time, but this, I, it, I woke up knowing something was different. Yeah. First of all, I fell in love with him. I just wrote that down. I just wrote that That's down. That's the first. Yeah. And I want to say to our listeners, right? Like, that's it. Seek ye first. Right. That's a part of that. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those other things shall be added. Well, added on to you. Yes. In love with him. Bro. Start there. Start there. I fell in love with him. As I was reading, like I'd be so excited for everybody to get out this house so I could see her. And ah! You know what I'm saying? I cannot. Oh, I, I, yeah. For real, I fell in love with the word. Yes. Yes. And then it hit me. This is Jesus. He's the word. He's the word. God is the so word. Yeah. Right? Like it went that deep. Word. Yeah. And literally all of a sudden one day, I remember sitting here on this very bed in this very spot, staring out this window like a goofy, like the goofiest person ever. Like I had this goofy smile plastered on my face. Yeah. And I remember just sitting there for a second. I probably was getting ready to get up to do something. And I probably thought to myself, what are you sitting here grinning for? Right. And then I started going, Jesus loves me. He does. He loves me so much. So much. And then I was like, I love him so much. Yep. But I remember growing up being told that I love him. So I was like, okay, I love God. Mm. No, ma'am. I fell in love that I remember the day yeah. I sat here and, and like, as I told myself that, and I said, I love him. I remember being stuck here, just staring. Like I probably stared at the wall, stared out the window, stared back at the wall, but I was really replaying my whole entire life. I was replaying how I got here to even open the book and want to know him. And then I was wondering like, how could I have possibly been Jairus's daughter for so long? Like, how was that even possible? And then I thought about how people prayed for me that I didn't even know about. And, and just, you know what I'm saying? Like it literally, and then I, my husband called and he was like, are you coming to get me? Like, I forgot, I forgot, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh boy. So as I get out the door, the grass was green. The sky, this is the most cliche I could possibly, cliche thing I can say. But I saw his creation. Yes. Oh, honey, you, you in my line right now, girl. You, that's, hey, my, that's my line. Here. The whole time yeah. I was driving, yeah. I was looking up at the birds and I was like, yeah. yep they really fly up there and like yeah. and they know you and they're all obedient to you and it just i was crying and i just couldn't believe it like that this what took so long you know what i'm saying 
but I fell in love. Like I remember the day I fell in love. I didn't want to skip over that part, but I got to say that first. I su- I fell completely in love. And I think I, I just knew it then in that moment. And you could not take that from me. And I didn't care. Like nobody was going to, Hey, it was him. Yeah. And so then I had that week. Did you want to say something before I go into those visions? No, no, no. Tell me that. Um, yeah. Tell us that week about what happened that week with the dreams and visions. Am I taking all your time, Candace? Be honest. So we are going to close this out in about five minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I started having visions just to fast forward. I had first, I had a vision, like a weird vision. It was just like, I saw fish. They were dead. They were laying in a pond mm-hmm. and they were like, there was a lot of trees around them. And, and um, like, I remember in full detail what it was. And I had just woke up to use the bathroom and lay back down and go back to bed. Like it was like six in the morning. Right. The TV's off. We sleep with the, everything off, right? Everything was off. I didn't see anything, right? I just laid down and it was a quick thing that happened that went like right past my eyes. It wasn't even like a dream. It was short. And then I thought, ew. And then I lay back down, got comfortable, went to bed. About two days later or a day later or so, whatever, my husband's flipping through the TV. And then um, there was a commercial, WOKY was talking about, showed the picture that I saw and said that hundreds of fish had died in Cherokee Park due to heat, uh, the heat, the heat waves or something like that. The picture, I've seen the picture. Like in my dream, like, I don't know. I was saying it was a dream, but I know now it was a vision. But, and I was like, what? Like, you know, and then I remember scrolling on um, Instagram a little while after that and I saw it again. And um, I screenshot at that time. A career journal had posted it then. I screenshot at that time and I wrote that down and put it under there. And I was like, okay, what? And then I was, when I went into prayer, I'm like, God, like, what were you showing me that for? Like, yeah. what does that have to do with it? Are people going to die? Like, what? I didn't know how to interpret anything. Yeah. And then, um, then I had a dream about uh, the end times. Literally, it started with the Antichrist. That dream is such a, that one, I can't. Okay. Because. <laughs> Because we would be all day, right? Okay. But there was so many. So it literally started out with the manger, with the cloth inside of the manger. It started with the Antichrist. It it went through some some stages, okay. the burning of things, all this stuff, right? When I woke up, I woke up knowing what I saw, right? And hadn't even read Revelations yet. But a lot of what was being said and told to me and shown to me with who I was with, whoever my guide was, I really feel like the Holy Spirit was my guide. Mm-hmm. Um. And I can hear his voice, look, the Antichrist. That's what it sounded like. I don't know if that's a guide or an angel or what. I still say that I think it was Holy Spirit. But um, with what I was being shown, I knew what it was automatically. Mm-hmm. And um, the so I went to go back in Revelations and look and the order of events of everything I saw was in order, right? Then that same week, I had a dream about Jesus. And that was... This is, I have a long list and yeah. a long report of all yeah. these dreams, yeah. but this is how it started. It was these three in this, in this one week. And this is what I feel like started that. Uh, but I had a dream about him. He was sitting in the shop and um, the door was locked on the shop. He was, so something was going on in the street. We were all standing on the street. It was dark outside and whatever happened, whenever it happened, I yelled Jesus in my dream. Yeah, And then all of a sudden I saw like light. I, I yeah. remember seeing it in front of me. Right. But I didn't see him in front of me yet. Like I just saw like some stuff going, I can't, some of the, I can't really 
say how I saw, right? Yeah, yeah. But I remember telling the people I was standing by, guys, we don't need to be afraid because Jesus is with us. Yeah. And they were like, not on. I was like, uh-huh, look. Like, I already knew he was in the shop, right? Yeah. But he didn't say it. I didn't see him walk in there. It was like yeah. inside of me. Is that telepathic? Is that the word? I don't know. I already knew. But you knew. So, so we you lean knew. back and look in. And when, when, when we look in, I see him sitting there, right? Mm. In my booth. And he's got his legs kicked up. But his skin, his legs, everything is hollow. So I can't even see, right? But I only see like white shoes. Okay. But all this is hollow. And then I see like white garment about to start, like white shorts. Like it looks like short, really it looked like shorts and Jordans if I'm being honest. Hey. But it was like, but it was like, I knew it was him. Yeah. But when I started seeing that hollowness, I got so freaked out about what I was, I couldn't look no more. I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. you know, like I was not scared, but like fear, like, should we even be here? Are we supposed to look over there? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like reverence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I knew he was there and he knew I knew he was there yeah. and the door was locked. Like we have a lock outside of the shop. So the yeah. door, there was a lock on it. So, um, it, which is always there. Like that's not out of ordinary for the lock to be there or anything. But I woke up immediately after that. And I was like, oh, Jesus, did you come to see me? And I was like, praise, you, praise Jesus. Like I just couldn't even, it was like 5 a.m. when I woke up. I couldn't go back to sleep. I couldn't believe it, right? But then I started asking all year. I kept praying and asking, why did you come to the shop? Yeah. Like, why didn't you come to my house? Why weren't we in a car in a parking oh, lot somewhere? Yeah. Like, why, why did you come to the shop? Yeah. And then uh, he revealed to me that the shop wasn't mine. It was his. Come on. Come on. But I didn't get that word until like a year later. I guess I wasn't where I needed to be yet to see that. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, the shop was given to you to glorify me glorify him. and I have anointed this chair I've anointed your gift because there's going to come seasons where you're not even going to get clients because you know silk press season is not braid season come on and braid season is not silk press season right mm -hmm. but but see your gift and your talent is just what that is you just know yeah. how to do a thing yeah. but my anointing right me anointing your gift or talent is what's going to produce longevity it's what's going to mm -hmm. sustain you and allow you to stay right and if I'm blessing this, I'm going to send you who I want to send you. That's right. Before you had, you know, clients, you got clients, you got to see my work, right? Now I'm going to specifically send you people yeah. and you're going to know by the people that I send you that this is specific and you'll see, you'll see, you know, you know, you know how to communicate with me. You'll see every single person that has come in that salon, every single person, Come Maybe on. with the exception of just one, but I don't think she understood okay. that that she was still one of them. Okay. That he was calling. Mm. So every single one of these sisters that has come in there have felt the call. Yeah. Or or I'm telling them that something that they don't know. You know what I'm saying? That they that they are called. Um, I'm always playing gospel music because I eventually learned, like gospel music. I know we ain't got time, but I eventually started <laughs> listening to gospel music and falling in love with it. And like, yeah. I'm a whole full worshiper at church. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. But um, gospel uh, music and Christian rappers, depending yeah. on my mood for the day, I'm listening to one of those. So they'll come in like, oh, the beat's nice. They're probably thinking it's something secular. But after a while, it's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They're yeah. like, hold on. Is this yeah. Christian rap? Like, you know. So they will like at the shampoo bowl, like right before I get ready to start braiding their hair, 
the they'll say something like, I've been trying to get closer to God lately, or mm-hmm. I just can't seem to get into the Bible, or I used to be a Christian, or I stepped away. Yeah. They start the conversation. I never had to start the conversation. Come on. Come on. But then he started showing me when the Holy Spirit was prompting me to do things. Yeah. After that. After yeah. that, it, I just knew. Yeah. People would come in there and crying before I even... I can't make this, if I can make this up, somebody will have to shoot me dead. Like, I don't, I don't know how to, everybody knows this. Yeah. Like my whole family, my sister, she's a witness. She's there with me every day. Like yeah. they know, like yeah. even their, even her clients, sometimes I'm telling them, you know, things Yeah. or I'm so excited about the Bible. I'm coming to work and sharing something with my sister. Like, oh my gosh, guess what? Yeah. You know, which in turn, uh, turned into a Bible study, which, you know, we host Bible studies every other week. At the shop, y'all. At, at the shop yeah shop. and um it just it yeah. just people i mean people are getting i'm i can't tell you how many people i've helped download the bible find yeah. a version of the bible that works for them um uh, just speaking to their situation i'll give you one example real quick and i swear i'm, I'm gonna stop talking but this lady was telling me that her her grandmother she was crying and she was like i just i'm struggling with she's like i believe in jesus and everything you know she was actually getting really close to him and you know, she, I could tell she stopped listening to secular music. Her story was exactly like mine, mm. right? And I knew what season she was in. But she was telling me, um, I take care of my great-grandmother, or her great-grandmother or her grandmother, who's sickly. And she's like, I just, I love her so much. I don't know what is going to happen to me when I lose her. Mm-hmm. Like, she literally is my everything. She keeps me going. She's my reason. She's everything. You know what I'm saying? And she's busted out crying. She was like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. She's like, that's the only thing that I'm more worried about. And, you know, and everything. She's like, all I can do is turn to Jesus. And so I was able to help her in this situation. And I told her, so sometimes the enemy lies to you, right? Like the enemy will have you look at your grandmother and just automatically give her a death date. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you don't know what God is doing in her life. You don't know if he wants to, he likes to show off. You don't know if he, don't he? Right. He likes to show off. You don't know if he is like planning on using her to show longevity of life or Mm. to show something, right? But then also the devil is here to steal, kill and destroy. And he's literally stealing that time with you every day that you have with her because you could be enjoying her time but instead you're looking at her like what am I going to do when you die you have the time right there to spend with me right right? so I'm speaking to her you know into this and then I'm also telling her another thing I want you to know that's dangerous is saying that she's your reason and that she is you know because you don't want him to take idols away like this can't be she can't be an idol right people cannot be don't make people an idol that's a whole nother because baby that's a whole nother episode yeah. a whole other episode yeah and like we don't know that we're idolizing people because we just our culture we're just taught to love like that right yep but so your grandmother you want longevity with her appreciate the days that you have with her but don't idolize mm-hmm. uh saying that she is everything that god is that jesus is actually supposed to be for you because guess what if she passes you're gonna make it and yeah. guess what? He's going to be your reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's going to show you that if you don't see it now. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's been so many situations like that. And I, I'm going to stop talking because I, I can't stop talking. Y'all, she told me this. Listen, listen, this has been so good. Thank you, Brittany. We will do a part two. We will have to do a part two. Because we have to. There's more to Brittany. She's continuing to grow. 
Um, we all are. So I just, I'm so amazed at God. I'm so in awe of him. And I thank him for, um, I thank him for us connecting. I thank God for what he's doing on the inside of you. <laughs> it's a sight to behold. It's amazing. Um, God is faithful. So my listeners, I know you all got so much out of this and you know how I do. I need you to leave those uh, reviews and let us know if you're on Spotify, you can leave um, your takeaway and we'll have all the information in the show notes um, about the shop. Again, if you're in the Louisville area um, and want to be connected or maybe, and I don't know if you do this, Brittany, like, is the Bible study open? Is it just for yeah, it's for women. It's for women, right? Yeah. So I'll put that information in there too um, for those who, you know, and we know this, there are some um, who, and Brittany said this earlier, we are the church. The church is not the four walls. The church is the body. And so there are going to be people who are only going to encounter Jesus through us where we are. They may not come to a church building but they will be at the salon getting their hair done. So I just bless God that you have been obedient and you said, yes, you put your hand in his hand. You're like, okay, Jesus, we doing this thing yes. with him in grace. Um, and so we'll definitely, like I said, put in the show notes, how you all can get connected to Brittany and what she's doing um, at the salon. And I will say greater works ahead. Greater. <laughs> Listen, y'all thought this was good. <laughs> greater works ahead so um i'd love for you to pray Brittany, for our listeners okay. okay yep father i just want to thank you first of all for connecting me and candace me and dr candace thank you for blessing her i just thank you for everything that you put in her um the fruit is showing and um yeah, I thank you for that first and foremost. Second of all, for every listener, um, I pray over their lives, Lord God, and in their situations. And I pray that you would do a quickening in their spirit as well, Lord. And if anybody out there feels like uh, they may feel like a Christian, but they don't hear from you like that, or they're not um, understanding the word like that, Lord, that you would call them unto you, Father, and that you would lead them to someone who um, who is obedient to you, and we'll give you the glory. And I pray that, um, I pray for everyone's families. I pray for, uh, for Candace and Kyla as well. Um, I pray over the whole city of Louisville and over the whole world, honestly, just, uh, that you would continue showing yourself in everybody, um, that we encounter. And I pray that you just would turn your face towards us and, and keep it that way, uh, until you return. Um, and I pray over our next episode that we'll do together because we know the Holy Spirit is going to do a thing. So we thank you. And yeah, in Jesus name, I pray and I thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you, sis. Thank you. Thank for you. <laughs> you all, thank you so much. And until next time, peace. Hey, my listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Vision Speak Live. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if you did, I would love for you to rate this podcast and write a review. 
that only helps us get this out to more people. Also, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss new episodes. Again, thank you so much for tuning in.